Welcome to today's episode of the Hungry Trilobite Podcast. My name is Aaron Bossig, and I'm going to be your host. Today, we're welcoming the guy known to the internet and to the MST3K fandom as Sampo, but to the world at large, he's known as Chris Cornell. He is one of the premier webmasters for the MST3K fandom, and let's get started. On mic today, we have Chris Cornell, better known as Sampo to most of the MST3K fandom. How are you doing this fine day? I am doing okay. Now, you are... We've uh, bumped into each other here and there on the internet throughout the past couple of decades because we're both in the fandom. I can't imagine how many fans you must have spoken to over the years, though. Oh, I would guess thousands. Uh, I mean, I went to both conventions, so that alone. Uh, The the days of Usenet, the days of the paper newsletter. Yes. the starting with the paper newsletter, yeah. and, uh, which we which we had nothing to do with. That was just uh, that was best brains. But then in '97, um, when they uh, uh, when they wanted to get rid of the paper newsletter, they contacted us because of, of the site that we had then called Misty News, mm-hmm. where and uh, we had been we had been fair and reasonable with them, and we hadn't put anything on the, our our site that was going to be you know embarrassing to them or. Or anything like that. So they they felt they could trust us with uh, with uh, d- doing a website. And of course, websites were just coming into being at that time. Mm-hmm. So uh, they uh, and that's so they they let us take over and, and take the name Satellite News for our, our site. That is very generous. I mean, compared to how some IPs keep a tight grip on all their information that they they would just say hey we don't have time or money to do this why don't you guys just run it that just shows yeah. what kind of uh, a group the mst3k crew really is yeah and you know uh, it's funny you should say that this is a, a interesting story they um when sci-fi channel canceled the series mm-hmm. and then of course they took all of their stuff that they had put done on their website for the mystery science theater section mm-hmm. of their website. They took all of that off the site, off the site. Mm-hmm. Um, and we asked if we could have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, and we, that we pay for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, they said, Oh, no charge. Just take it. Nice. <laughs> well, a, to me, a very short sighted decision, but, but I was happy they did it. I, I would be as well. I mean, Sci-Fi Channel, we all have our opinion on how they handled that. But uh, the day they announced that the the show was going away and the day that it was clear that MST3K didn't have a long-term home there, I went to their website and saved every single page as an MHT file onto a CDR, which was very, very new at the time. Right. So that was like a long – I made a huge backup of the entire Sci-Fi Channel site because – what if nobody else does this? What if I'm the only person to think of this? <laughs> well, yeah, we got uh, – you can uh, see – and the other thing we did, of course, was uh, pay the uh, <laughs> cast members to write up uh, season seven in the uh, form of the ep- episode guide uh, so, so that uh, – and later on, they did it for Sci-Fi Channel for mm-hmm. seasons eight, nine, and ten – and but season seven had never been done, so we on the staff pooled our money and uh, managed to you know, to uh, pay pay everybody so that the, those those are on our site the, the the descriptions of each of those episodes. 
I remember that. I'm so glad you guys did. That's a little attention to detail there that really made satellite news what it was. Well, uh, Misty's are co- nothing if they're not completionists. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> well, obsessive completionists in Indeed. some cases. <laughs> I've actually uh, gone ahead and said that your site, because if you, um, on the audio portion of this podcast, we have a geek resources section, and I've recommended your site simply because it is the best MST3K site out there, even, I would say, above and beyond the actual one. Well, we... Not the uh, complete, but... Not, not, not at all. Um, I uh, would say that that's mostly. I would accept that. Except um, we've we're still a little with some of the the legacy sections of the site. Um, we're still a little behind, and they still need to be rewritten. And I'm working on that now. Uh, I just recently and I, I just recently I am between gigs, as, mm-hmm. as they say these days. And, um, and by the way, if there's anyone in northeastern Pennsylvania who needs a writer or editor, please uh, please contact me at uh, mst3kinfo.com. Uh, <laughs> just just a commercial there. No, you'll um, plug away. Uh, but in, in any case, uh, the, um, the 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 site needs some fixing and some updating and uh, during my my free time that i've uh, suddenly had here i've i have the time i've been doing it and slowly but surely we are uh fixing and upgrading the for example the episode guide is now complete it it, ha- it has an entry for every single show so that's something that's something that one of the things we've done recently so if you had a dream gig past your way, what would that look like? What what kind of thing would you get after handling satellite news? What else could you sink your teeth into? Boy, I I I don't even know. Um, I don't even know. Uh, Fair enough. I I, uh, I uh, you mean in terms of uh, just like I'm not even sure what you're what you're asking. Well, I, okay. Um, so you say you're, you're between gigs and in your next gig you're available for, I'm just kind of seeing where one would go, what would, what would be the ideal project for you? Oh, well, well I, I think it would be, you know, web, uh, web, uh, development. Uh, okay. I think it would, but, and, uh, but I, but I'm open to the topic, you know, there, there's a lot of things that I'm interested in and, uh, I'd be, uh, or, or I could learn to be interested in depending sure. on, uh, <laughs> but I think, that- Web content and web development would be the area that I would like that I would find most interesting. Sure, and and the thing about web development is, and a lot of people don't really understand it from an HR perspective, that it's one of those things that you might have a lot of experience in it, but you might not have experience in another realm of it. But that doesn't mean you couldn't get that experience if you gave yourself a weekend and a lot of coffee. You could have that experience <laughs> very yes. very quickly. Uh, yeah, I suppose that's that's true. A weekend and a lot of coffee is something that's not, not like I haven't done that before. Right, exactly. I mean, the, the M- satellite news was a labor of love for you guys, so, and it, it's well, it it's, a it lot was, of love to to both Brian and myself. My Brian Henry, my website partner, mm-hmm. um, uh, we 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 both felt it was just the best thing on TV. And that uh, even a, ba- a kind of dull episode was better than just about anything else on TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that was sort of the attitude we had. And so when uh, we, like, like, uh, we started the, the 
uh, first website, Misty News, back in, I'm going to say, 94, 95. Uh, it was an AOL uh, website. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they uh, and we, we, we just wanted to do things like an FAQ that I was happy with and a uh, the, because I wasn't really happy with the Usenet FAQ. And uh, when I, I sent some some uh, suggested changes to the guy that was running the FAQ and he very politely told me to pound sand. And <laughs> uh, so I, but I just we wanted to go ahead and do our own FAQ uh, on our own site. And that's how really the, the Misty News got started. And because uh, because we just really wanted to make sure one of the things we had discovered is that. And I guess it's true of a lot of shows now, but we we were amazed at how often people were just making stuff up mm-hmm. about the uh, about the show. Um, we even remember I even remember. I bet most people don't. Uh, Ain't a cool news had a completely uh, picked up a completely false story about Mystery Science Theater saying they were going to do they were going to riff uh, uh, one of the Batman movies. And uh, it was all over, like, the front page of their site. And, I, you know, I was able to contact the people at the show and say, is this true? They said, no, it's not true. <laughs> and I was able to get that. You know, that's that's the sort of thing. People just make stuff up. Mm-hmm. And now I guess that's true of probably a lot of shows now with the Internet, with the, with the so, social media. I mm-hmm. guess that's more true. Uh, but back then it was a, it, it was a surprise to us that people – would uh, would do something like that. So we really felt like it was a good place to settle rumors and to uh, uh, inform people. When the show was on the air, we were you know posting a schedule every week uh, when the, when the, what, what things like that. So just generally being useful. Uh, <laughs> that was that's the main thing. I mean, I'm a newspaper reporter at heart. Mm-hmm. That's what I've always been a news a news writer, a newspaper reporter. And writer, and uh, so when I that when I originally wanted to, what I w- was actually thinking about doing when we first did the Misty News, what I, I was actually thinking about doing a zine. I don't know if you remember zines. I do. <laughs> that it was very funny because zines came out just before the World Wide Web did, mm-hmm. and they were very popular. Then suddenly the World Wide Web just sucked all that content. Uh, onto the internet rather than rather than having people pay postage mm-hmm. uh, so that was the, and, and that was the, but I was originally considering a some kind of a mystery science theater zine and then the web came along and the, and that that sort of saved me a lot of money <laughs> yeah and I remember you talking about how it was originally an AOL page and for people who are a lot younger than you and I they, they might not realize there was a moment in the mid 90s when AOL was its own specialized network only for its own customers, and you had to pay them a monthly fee to get that content, and the rest of the World Wide Web was kind of like a bonus to them. So it, it was years before the two kind of merged and became one big happy world. Yeah, and, and, and all those uh, chat rooms went away. Whenever mm-hmm. there was anything, whenever there anything bad happened on the Internet, any, any, somebody killed somebody after they met on the Internet or something like that, it was always an AOL chat room at the base mm-hmm. of it and <laughs> for the longest time. People were really spending a lot of time in those AOL chat rooms, and I was one of them. 
Mm -hmm. It was a mystery science theater site that that uh, that was there for years and years and years and years. But uh, but and and then they, of course they they had the web thing and and they, uh, that's the other thing is that they had a very user friendly web building website builder uh, uh, technology so that you could get on there and make a a, a rudimentary uh, web page in no time flat. And. I'll just point this out. I'm actually from northeastern Pennsylvania myself. I live in Oklahoma right now. Uh, but when I was out there, AOL didn't really have a presence in my particular town, which was the only reason I didn't use it. And I think that was where they dropped the ball and not ever getting bigger than they were. They they didn't get well, no, well, they didn't have a they didn't have a local phone number for you to dial right. in on your on your uh, modem. Right. Right. And they, they lost, the, and, and that I think was they wanted to be the the main internet provider for the country, but they never wanted to reach beyond the big cities. Right. They just yeah, they can only have so many phone numbers, so you would have to have probably have ended up having to call long distance. Mm -hmm. Remember long distance? Yep. <laughs> but uh, and that way you could have connected, I suppose. But that would have been rather expensive. It would have been, and we did try it for a little bit, but the, the phone bill, as you can imagine, was not something we needed every month. Sure. Um, before AOL, there was Prodigy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember Prodigy. I do. It was actually a fairly lively MST3K uh, uh, bulletin board mm -hmm. on Prodigy that um, a lot of that uh, I still know a couple of those people. I'm still uh, friends with a few of those people. Uh, and it was uh, it was very interesting. Uh, it was. The, the TV bulletin board listing was alphabetical. Mm -hmm. And we were right after Murphy Brown. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we would get you get down to the end of your of each of the messages and all the replies. And then and you'd get down to the next one, uh, to the next show. And you could go back up. And by then, everybody had replied on a bulletin board so that you could go through it again and again and do that for hours. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people did. Mm -hmm. And uh, then Prodigy made the biggest mistake, uh, uh, one of the biggest mistakes in the history of the Internet, which is they began to charge hourly for the oh. bulletin. Yeah. And uh, it, it was something I was calling the great Prodigy diaspora. Uh, <laughs> people just fanned out. Every, that's when AOL really started to become big. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people uh, went to, started going to CompuServe. And people started showing up on Usenet, and everybody, you know, and Prodigy was dead in a year. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what we don't really see these days in the uh, social media and mobile apps is that when you were just using text and just swapping ideas back and forth, content grew very, very rapidly, and it was a lot more structured than it was now. You could have actual discussions that could be books within weeks because people would just sit there and use their actual thoughts which is kind yeah. of an art we've gotten away from. Yeah, I think that that uh, what, there was mostly it was mostly just wisecracking at, uh, mm -hmm. on Prodigy and uh, AOL, but uh, uh, but there was yeah, there was a, there was a lot of discussion. The Usenet news groups were were terrific, mm -hmm. and uh, there was a lot of a lot of people who also wanted to be helpful, mm -hmm. and not just not and not today where people try to not be helpful. Lots to say about that's better. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that if you were to 
there's a Google Groups, which I've also recommended as part of the Geek Resources. You can go back and check out those old archives of Usenet discussions, yes. and you'll see people writing long-form conversations, spell-checked, proper punctuation. They mm -hmm. actually write it like a formal letter. They put their real name and address, which is not that great of an idea, but they weren't afraid to. They, it wasn't like a, a terrible thing at the time. No, yeah, a lot of people who were, especially who were academics, mm -hmm. uh, they just that, that putting your name and address on your on your email was or or your or on your uh, your post was just you know sort of standard form. Uh, but th yeah, they um, uh, it it was it was an interesting that people were really uh, anxious to be part of a, a community, mm -hmm. and that's why that's why the uh, the big Joel versus Mike Flamore of uh, late 93 uh, sort of hurt things a lot because, mm -hmm. you know, that was, it was a really uh, tight community until that time. And I, I brought that up on occasion in, in other MST3K groups since then, when people will say, you know, who's your favorite, Joel or Mike? And I'll always start out by saying, you know, my, my answer is uh, Brian's answer is uh, actually, I think he originally thought of this one. He always says, yes. And that's, <laughs> that's my answer as well. There was a time that question was not asked in polite conversation. You right, were asking exactly. for trouble. Yeah. Oh, and, and uh, on AOL, it was actually banned. Really? Yeah. You were actually. It was actually. You, you were, your your post would be removed, and you'd be like warned mm -hmm. by the <laughs> by the uh, authority. Yeah, it was that. It was that serious. Yeah. When do you think that kind of died off? When did it become okay to talk about it? I think it happened mostly when um, uh, Mike, when when the show went through kind of a dark period in the first season, first half of season eight, mm -hmm. and when they, when uh, the uh, second half of season eight began to really, really, uh, they had a couple of just classics, and I think people began to come around, uh, and, uh, and what we were left with is a few sort of uh, dead enders, uh, but for the most part. Uh, the, uh, people uh, around somewhere around giant spider invasion, um, I think is was where people started uh, started to uh, to accept Mike and just be used to him. I agree to that. And when people always come to me and say, you know, this is my opinion because Joel was better, I say, well, you're welcome to your opinion. I don't mind that. But yeah, you have sure. to real you have to realize Mike was writing Joel's line, so it's not as cut and dried as you're making it out to be. Yeah, and and some people knew that, and some people didn't, and you know, but uh, uh, it was, but there was a it was a pretty pretty rough period where people were really, it seems silly now when you think about it. Sure, it seems ridiculous, but uh, people were people were pretty pretty serious about it at the time, mm -hmm. and it just shows you it just shows you what what a what a um, devoted base the the fan base the 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 show had. Um, n not not a very huge fan base, but very loyal and and mm -hmm. very uh, 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 interested. Yeah, it's such a brainy show that it's, it encourages you to think about it a lot, to ponder it, and to get passionate about it rather than just kind of passively watch it and move on to the next thing. Right. Have you been noticing uh, mostly on Twitter? You can see it. Um, the the there's a uh, lady who is doing the uh, annotation. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, MST3K annotation, episode by episode, reference by reference. It's amazing you were to bring that up. I had Rebecca Hansen on a couple episodes ago, 
and I mentioned that to her, and it blew her mind. Annotated MST. So this is the second shout out they're getting on this show. Yeah, I, uh, I I'm a I'm a huge fan. And, yeah, great uh, idea. And uh, I I read them a lot, and uh, occasionally I get to get a chance to uh, correct something, but uh, not not often. Yeah, it's it's MST3K, and I brought this up on the previous episode. It is the most rewatchable show because there are so many things that you might not get now, but you might get a year from now when you read the right book, hear the right song, play the right game. Oh yeah, although oh, the the uh, the the um, psychic lawn dart, I believe, is what. Uh, 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 Kevin called them, where you uh, just uh, you suddenly have this uh, realization of a, of a riff from years ago. Uh-huh. I was uh, I, last night. I was watching IFC. Um, they had they're showing episodes at like one o'clock in the morning. Good for them. Uh, uh, an actual cable channel with commercials, and it, it just comes on at one like one o'clock in the morning. It wow. just came on, and I'm watching. It was Bride of the Monster. And I, I and and it was you know they would go to the commercial break and there would be commercials. It was yeah, <laughs> it I have just that's, like '94. Yeah, staying up uh, watching Comedy Central till two in the morning because you know I was 12 years old and really had weird discipline. But that's just different. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, good old times. I, I don't want there to ever not be MST3K on the air. Oh yeah, I mean and and there, it wasn't for so long. For you know about you know eight or nine years it was it wasn't and uh, now now it's on about five different places and if you got streaming there's like three or four more mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um, and uh, I was just but I was but I was stunned that IFC you know that's the closest thing I, there's some speculation on uh, uh, on 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 our site among some commenters that this may be a trial run to actually bringing it back in prime time uh, which would be amazing. Obviously, I would love that. I'm choosing not to jinx anything. Yeah, so, seriously. Yeah, um, <laughs> but obviously, the, it going away again, never coming back, is not what I want. And, and I have a couple of theories as to how it could come back. But I'm sure Joel has something in his pocket. I'm, I'm sure he's working on it. And uh, I have uh, every, uh, every, uh, every expectation that he'll figure it out. In the meantime, it's on... Um, I, I can't even remember all the places it's on. On streaming, they, you can go to the um, uh, Shout channel mm-hmm. and, and watch episodes there. Then there's Pluto um, the, 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 that uh, runs them, but you have no control over them. It's just whatever whatever's on. The, mm-hmm. the, you have no you have no control, and and they just sort of stop for five minutes sometimes. They I, I'm not quite sure why that. And then there's like this filler that that just sits there on the screen and then it comes back to it but it's it's uh, the pluto feed is a little weird <laughs> but uh but if there's there's a number of them there's there's a number of these channels that all that all have uh, the, the show running and now it's just a matter of because because shout did all that work uh getting the rights to all these uh, movies mm-hmm. they can do it and they, they they can't run them all but they can run a lot of them and you know, any 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 uh, chance to for me to see it? Uh, I was watching Bride of the Monster last night, and uh, I don't know if you remember the bit where the the two women, uh, the re- reporter and the secretary, are talking. And every time there's one angle, she has a pencil in her ear, and every yes. time the other it's, angle, the pencil's it's gone, gone. It's back. It's back. It's gone. It's back. 
I was just wa- watching that last night and remembering that my li- my now 30 year old daughter, uh, who was about six at the time, uh, it was was watching that and just rolling on the couch with laughter, at how because uh, she just thought that uh, it was just so funny. Uh, and it was a nice memory, but <laughs> my little one who's now far away. Yeah. <laughs> And, and that's that's a great way. Uh, another thing I brought up uh, on the show before is that the show, because it's relatively clean humor and has such a universal premise, my five-year-old daughter can watch it and my 80-year-old grandmother can watch it and anywhere in between, and we all get something different out of it. Absolutely. The kids love the puppets. The uh, the the uh, 50 or 60-year-olds go, oh, I remember, you know, and they get up the, the really obscure references, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody uh, kind of uh, gets a, d- a different point of view of things. And it's uh, the it's about, um, uh, I think, what it, it's, it's uh, recommended for kids. Every once in a while, you see that online somewhere. Somebody asks, is it okay? Do you, do you think people think it's okay for that? To let my kids watch Mystery Science Theater, and you know, I I say absolutely. You mm-hmm. you, uh, um, it it teaches uh, critical thinking, mm-hmm. and uh, you know all those kinds of things. It's it, you know uh, attention to detail. You know the, I, for a while here in Scranton, uh, I was do a, doing a, a thing um, where I was showing episodes at the uh, at a, a venue in downtown Scranton, mm-hmm. and uh, that I uh, we did uh, I accused my parents mm-hmm. and the, there's a you, you know that you know that the bit the recurring gag with that every time they go out the door and they have the the pictures of the ducks on the, the wall duck, behind, quack, 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 quack. Um, people I was you know I, it was during a break and I, I said does everybody know that what the quack quack is and people going no I don't no. <laughs> They, you, you, you have to pick up on these little details. Mm-hmm. The, the, it rewards your ability to do that. Yes, it's not a show you can just mindlessly sit and leave on in the background. You have to focus and commit. Well, you and can't be ironing in the next room. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's, that's another reason the kids could definitely enjoy it because it's something that they can actually enjoy and, and do constructively rather than just rotting their brain in front of you know, PewDiePie videos on YouTube, and I don't even know who that really is. I, I know the name, but oh, <laughs> I've been a long time since I've seen any kid kid TV. <laughs> well, I, apparently he's this person on YouTube who just makes these waste of time videos. So, um, but oh, I, I, I don't want to be down on somebody YouTube, else's work. I, I even I spend even less. I have a YouTube channel. I never update it. Almost well, except for like once a year. And um, but uh, what I have on there, what I have on there is some uh, bumpers from the comedy channel uh, from for shows from the comedy channel, like Rachel sweet mm-hmm. and uh, some of those the, from the old comedy channel, which is before comedy central. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they had some, they have, they have some pretty good shows. I have, um, uh, what was, what was the name of the show? There was, there was a couple of them that were real good. And uh, I, I have the bumpers for, for those shows on the, on my YouTube page. It's one of the few things I have. And once a year, I do an in-memoriam for the people, for cast and crew members who had, have passed that year. Mm. But uh, but that's about the only thing I do on YouTube. And I don't read much. Got to look that up there. And, and obviously, you're going to be on, on our page now that uh, we're doing this recording here. And that's... I, I do like... I will say, I do like... Um, 
uh, everything wrong with mm-hmm. that 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 series. Uh, I, I I do enjoy that. That's one of the few YouTube shows I'm I'm a regular fan of. I definitely want to say, reminding myself of the the early Comedy Channel and Comedy Central era. That's Comedy Central had a much more I would almost say highbrow approach than they do now because when MST3K was on. You had Kids in the Hall, Monty Python. The sketch comedy was a much higher uh, bar than they've set with uh, some of their programming in more recent years. Yeah, I, um, I think so. They, uh, I mean, I, I don't watch a lot of Comedy uh, Central. Um, but, uh, it's, just not, it's just not my speed. It's definitely aimed at a younger audience than I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that, that's how I, you know, I, I feel about it. I don't really... Um, it doesn't. It doesn't really feel like it's aimed at me. Yeah. But you know, if we can go back to the other things you mentioned, you were at the conventions well, mm. back when they had conventions, and it's been decades since then. Can, what were they like? What What was that experience like? It was before MST3K fandom as we know it today. Well, it was uh, the first one was '94 September '94. And um, it was at a hotel in uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul. And uh, uh, there were about 2,000 people. And uh, I think there would, could have been more, but the hotel couldn't hold anymore. Um, and, uh, but they, uh, and that was, what was funny was uh, the co- hotel didn't get Comedy Central. <laughs> and uh, see, there was an episode that weekend and a new one, and uh, I had to find somebody who I could, you know, go. They could drive home, <laughs> get in the car and drive home, so that we could watch it on their TV at home. Uh, but um, no, it was fun. There was they had uh, tours of the studio, and they had uh, a, a, a souvenir shop that, you know, a, a, a merchandise shop that the line spread was like uh, half a mile long. And uh, in the hotel, it was a, there was just this enormous line, and they had a uh, uh, a nice uh, sort of keynote address uh, with with uh, um, Jim Mallon, and everybody was there except Joel. Um, and uh, it there was uh, there was there was a lot of it was a lot of uh, interesting people. It was fun, uh, and uh, uh, everybody seemed to get along. They had a, a wonderful uh, big party. Uh, they they did the a live show down in downtown Minneapolis of this island Earth, mm-hmm. uh, the f- first riff of that, uh, and um, and then they brought bust everybody back to uh, the hotel and they had a party until about two or three in the morning, and it was a big costume party. Everybody came in costume. I've I seen was, some of the pictures. I was uh, Il- uh, uh, not Ilya Mormitz. I was. Uh, uh, not I was I was not Sinbad. Uh, that was my official title of my costume. Not That's Sinbad. Not Sinbad. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it was quite an event. And the second one was in '96, and uh, unfortunately, it was opposite uh, WorldCon, which is it was the same weekend, and something else I forget. DragonCon, I think maybe mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but it was opposite a couple. It was like Labor Day weekend, and uh, it was opposite a couple of other. Um, uh, a couple of other conventions. So there was, uh, um, and plus the other thing was that it was right after Trace had announced he was leaving. Uh, 
and uh, uh, some people, as a result of all of this, the 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 um, uh, population of the thing was not quite as as large as it might have been. Um, but it was it was fun, and they had a lot of uh, they had celebrities. They had uh, um, um, uh, um, I'm trying to I, I they had a bunch of people there. It was uh, uh, it was lots of fun. Uh, and uh, the, again, they had tours of the convention and things like that, and uh, celebrities of various types. I, when um, when uh, um, Joel was here in Scranton at uh, at his doing his one man show thing that he was doing years ago, they said uh, um, it, Joel admitted that he had forgotten that uh, 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 I, I've for, that I've forgotten more than he knows about the uh, Mystery Science Theater. And you just saw me do it. Uh, <laughs> I believe that. Now, now, I have to ask this, just because my personal curiosity. When you have Joel in Scranton, do you get him some Snaps pizza? Uh, I didn't. I didn't. He was up to, uh, he was uh, responsible for his own uh, pizza. Ah, okay. But, well, fair enough, fair enough. I'm hungry for it now. That's why I have it on the brain. <laughs> um, uh, Kim Cattrall was who I was trying to think of. She mm -hmm. was one of the guests, Kim Cattrall. Okay. And also the, the uh, Russell, uh, the, the, guy, the guy who was the um, uh, professor on Gilligan's Island mm -hmm. um, uh, and who was in This Island Earth. Yeah, I don't know his name off the top of my head. but Russell something. Or, okay. uh, I can't remember, but anyway, and so that you know, that was that kind of thing. They had the kid who played um, um, fr from the uh, uh, teenage strangler, the kid who played and yeah, didn't steal no bike neither. Uh, <laughs> I did. That guy, that guy uh, uh, was was there as well, he, and uh, he had a, a lot of interesting things to tell about that, the making of that movie. Now, I kind of wonder, have you had the experience of going up to some of the bigger people who have been on MST3K, like a Kim Cattrall or a James Earl Jones, and and talking to them and saying, I know you were in these Oscar-winning productions, but I really know you from this B-movie. <laughs> well, I know Kim Cattrall would be – I know Kim Cattrall would be delighted uh, with that because uh, she was uh, – yeah, I don't know if you know the story about how they found out about – the fact that, that Trace was singing about her on TV. I did not know that. The, 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 the story goes that, that she and her husband were had checked into a hotel somewhere mm -hmm. and turned on the TV. And the TV happened to be on Comedy Central. And mm -hmm. they happened to be doing that sketch. And <laughs> happened to be showing. And so they turned on the TV and there is this the puppet singing about her. <laughs> And they're like, what's happening? <laughs> I always thought that was a great story. It, it, the uh, story of uh, Jackie Ray Naiman finding out about the Manos being on by just flipping on the TV is amazing. I, if you've read her book or talked to her about it, which I'm sure yeah. you have, uh, she was on yeah. a couple episodes as well. Yeah, I asked I asked Kim Cattrall about about you know any memories she had about City Limits, and she did she couldn't really remember. Mm -hmm. You know, she said I what I remember was 
there was a dog food factory about half a block away, and the place stunk. The whole, the whole. That was, <laughs> but that was that was like the only memory she had. I could see that, and I, there were a couple people who were just like, "I'd like to get Kim Cattrall on here and be like." Yeah, but I really want to talk about City Limits and Star Trek VI. Is that okay? <laughs> I, I watch Sex in the City, but you talk about that all the time. I want to talk about Star Trek VI. Can we do that? <laughs> I, don't, I really don't know what she'd have to say about City Limits. Well, but, you know, I'd give it a shot, but what can I say? But, uh... Well, hey, I know you're a busy guy, and I know you, you're still going to go back and work on the website, but... Where can we follow you from here on out? If somebody wants to keep tabs on you, where can they do that? Well, I'm on Twitter at msampo, uh, M-S-A-M-P-O on, tw uh, on Twitter. Um, so uh, that's, uh, and I'm usually uh, making fun of people or something. Uh, uh, beyond that, uh, uh, we, uh, we update the site. We're going to update the site whenever there's news. And um, uh, so, so mst3kinfo.com uh, is uh, always a good place to start your day on the internet. Uh, at, at very least, you will see uh, um, every morning the uh, this date in mystery, the uh, birth dates and death dates of uh, everybody involved with the show. So, um, and that's that's most of it right okay. now. Anyway. Well, Chris, thank you so much for being here. I'll be glad to have you back anytime because we are definitely two kindred spirits when it comes to this show. I really appreciate the chat. Uh, no, no problem at all. I was happy to do it. I would like to thank Chris for being my guest today, and I would like to thank you for listening. For the geek resources part of the show today... Even though we've already featured MST3K Info, I would be remiss if I didn't again give him a plug and recommend MST3KInfo.com for all your MST3K inquiries. I would also recommend getting the show notes at my website, www.AaronBossig.com. And we always close with the community building part of the show, and I define community building as something we can do to spread awareness of our show. And I define that as being something that costs you nothing and would only take five minutes or less of your time. So what I would ask is, if you go to a convention and you happen to meet one of the guests who have been on our show, walk up to them and say thank you for being on the show. Tell them you appreciated the talk and that you got something out of it. I would really appreciate that just because the people that come on the show are the reason I do it, in addition to having to share something with you guys. So thanks a lot and see you next time.